today it's an amazing conversation, one that needs to be had, Curtis. Absolutely. Let's tune back in in just a couple seconds and let's really get to the heart of what's going on in our community. Waiting for the camera. So here we are. Welcome yeah. to all of our friends along the Gulf Coast. Um, I, I just I just feel this thing's going on in our heart right now. We need to talk about what's going on in terms mm. of how does law enforcement really view what happens and what what's our role in forming that true relationship with the community. And the topic that came up is a topic that they teach in schools, they teach mm -hmm. in class, and you hear all the time of people say, oh, procedural justice. And, I, and I'm not mocking it. I think it's an important topic. But I, I kind of had this thing happen to me a while back, uh, and I wanted to share it with you if that was all right. Yeah, let's go. So I was in a situation that you, you, you obviously understand that uh, uh, faith is a big part of my life, as mm -hmm. it is yours. Um, mm -hmm. And I was in a church uh, event, and I had an opportunity to, um, to pray with some individuals. And... It's interesting because as the individual was coming up and I was praying for him, um, you know, the thought never crossed my mind is uh, who is this person? Mm -hmm. What community do they grow up in? What do they look like? What What's their education level? My mm -hmm. thought was here's a person in need. And this person's at a moment in their life where they need something. And, you know, to have grown men mm -hmm. in a position where they're giving up something that's super important to them so that they can find freedom. It really doesn't matter what they look like. What matters is that we offer an opportunity of redemption by doing what our God tells us to do. And so mm -hmm. we're in this situation where we're not judging somebody by what they look like or by the scenario even that they're in. We're Correct. judging them by the opportunity that they've opened themselves up, mm -hmm. put down their shame, their pride, and everything else. And they've come full circle to a point where, as a child of God, they, they, they want to seek that next step. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that ties directly into this conversation because there's a moment of vulnerability mm -hmm. where people may be at their worst, and we still see them as a person who deserves an opportunity for the best. How do you, I mean, how, how do you see that relating to this topic? Wow. And that's a personal story, right? So well, like, that's yeah. something that I first hand experienced, and I feel like it ties in directly to what we see happening even in our own community. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, we've got so many different buzzwords, buzz phrases that are out there these days. You know, in law enforcement, we talk about procedural justice, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in society, we talk about social justice, but no one's talking about kingdom justice. We're not talking about what does God deem as justice? What is kingdom justice? I believe that there is such a thing that we oftentimes dilute, we minimize, we reduce for the sake of being right. Um, so when we talk about procedural justice, we're talking about justice that is fair, equitable to everyone. Uh, social justice is something that I don't know the exact definition of that because it looks like so many different things to different people. But but I think when we talk about kingdom justice, what that is, it's clear. It's biblical. So, I mean, let, let's take the and, and, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think there are different levels of mm -hmm. justice as 
as there's different layers to every scenario. Mm -hmm. But but let's talk about the police for for yeah. just a moment. You know, to to protect. I mean, I'm I'm going to give you an SRP. We haven't had an SRP moment in a long time. So let's <laughs> no, go back to the let's go back okay. to the first couple yeah, of, yeah. of tenants in the in the nine pillars that that, Man, that I brought my cup here. You should yeah. have brought your Sir Robert Peel um, cup in. But but you know, I go back to that, and I'm like, you know, everybody wants to think that law and order is really something that the police department is supposed to do first and foremost. But no, the, the police department's job is to create a safer environment mm -hmm. and to prevent wrongdoing right. and to 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 create those scenarios. And so if that's the role of the police, how do the how does the mindset of the community and how they view police actually affect public safety? Meaning the view of the community, does it have a correlation to public safety in your in your opinion? What would you say there? I believe perception breeds reality. The, the the reality is 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 the product of what I see and what I experience. And if we're talking about the perception of what we want the community to actually sense or feel uh, from law enforcement, then we have to be true to the origin of what that is, because it's reality. What is my reality? Well, it depends. It depends oftentimes, unfortunately, to uh, sometimes where I live. Uh, what I what I experience, uh, what I fail to feel like I'm actually uh, receiving fairness in. Um, so <laughs> it's a lot to unwrap, Kevin. So I mean, you said fairness. I'm just, yeah. I'm, just I'm just jumping through some thoughts here right mm -hmm. now. Um, do you feel like uh, fairness matters in situations? You think that's true or false? Do I believe? Fairness matters. Yeah, that's a loaded question because it is a loaded question. Yeah. We got time. Guess what? We got we, we got this podcast mm -hmm. and we're on it, so we got time. Okay, shoot <laughs> that think? question to me one more time so I can does, try to process. Does it. fairness does fairness matter? Does fairness matter? Fairness matters because and to in, who? Well, there's so many different layers to that. So depending on how we're looking at fairness. Let's go biblical for a second here, okay. and then we'll come back to the world we live in. You know, in the eyes of the the Hebrews who who fled uh, Egypt, fed, fled Pharaoh, uh, fairness would have been to them being treated equally in a place in which they were captives. But fairness didn't happen there, okay, because there was a plan. So was fairness the end product or was kingdom justice the end product? Well, I think fairness ties directly into faithfulness and you mm -hmm. have to have trust for that to be true because yeah. you can't lead. You can't lead a tribe anywhere if they're not willing to follow you and if they don't trust that the plan you're on is the plan they're supposed to be on. So so I think fairness and faithfulness ties in there. But I'll give you this example. We often mm -hmm. confuse fairness with equality, and I don't believe in in society that they're one and the same. And the reason I tell you that is if we're expected to believe that everybody has a unique and individual story, mm -hmm. then what's fair for them may or may not be fair or seem fair to someone else. I agree. I believe fairness is in the eyes of the beholder. Okay. 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 Uh, I believe that, that what I deem as fair, you may not deem as fair. I believe that that is much said in society today when we think about th different things. Let's, let's unpack what some people deem as social justice. Let's, okay. let's go further than social. Yeah. Let's go to procedural justice. Like, let's take it right back. Like, but when you're like, talking about fairness, right. how 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 the police department is viewed by the community, and how the police officers 
and department view the community as well, because it has to be a, a, a reciprocal relationship to, to essentially, you say the eyes of the beholder, both beholders need to have the same eyes to see a fair and trust relationship. Would you agree? I agree. You know, what's that, what's that phrase, uh, with power comes great responsibility? Right. Um, I think that, you know, some people equate that with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is that that is a biblical principle. Yeah. OK. And, and, the re- and, and our focus should be um, how and what does that look like? Um, um, it is it is it is such an awesome role to be in the position of law enforcement, to be that person that is not deemed as someone who wills authority, but someone who is righteous in his act or her act of making sure that fairness that is seen in an equitable way is actually being seen. I mean, okay, so let me define fairness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, fairness is divine, it does, is really does defined in a lot of different things. But, you know, as a kid, people say that's not fair. Mm-hmm. And what that means is they did not get what they wanted, right? It's right. essentially what a child right. is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're just grown-up children that are now in <laughs> a, we a later, yeah. more austere state with yeah. less yeah. hair, some of us. Hey, I'm still but I think, I yeah. think fair, fairness is the right result in the right situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and we're, we're flawed. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. We're imperfect. Right. Um, so every step we take in our job... Every step we take as a citizen in our community, every step we take as a parent at home mm-hmm. has to be the best foot we can put forward, mm-hmm. knowing the best facts that we can get in a situation to attain the right result, which we would say is the fairness, and not being afraid to come back to that and saying, hey, you know what, I need to adjust. And let's be fair, everyone's not going to agree with us. Okay. 100%. 100%. (laughs) That's the reality of what is. Uh, That's why we drive a conversation and we want their input, right? Right. But but what we want to do when we talk about creating a sense of fairness, that's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it a sense of fairness. It's, It's... I agree to I I agree to disagree. Uh, How important is it to develop trust in creating or fostering an environment of fairness? So people will not follow you to whatever environment you want to lead them to Mm -hmm. without trust. And and I say that we've had this conversation for for a long time, even here. Um, You know, what's more important, cultural revision? Mm-hmm. And sort of vision is the direction of where you're going. Culture is the environment you create when you're there. But Kevin, how do you develop it? So this is it. You yeah. develop it. I'll tell you, you want the simple solution? Yeah. This is free. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you free information right here. So if you all want to go out and buy this information, you can. This is free information. You develop relationships. Okay. You can't have a relationship without trust. If mm-hmm. anybody's ever had a relationship without trust, I don't know how it worked out. Mm-hmm. But the relationships that don't have trust have to have trust. So you need to have trust. Trust cannot be ignored. We can't say, well, just trust us because we are who we are. No, you have to build a relationship so that you want the trust and that you have proven to yourself that these people are trustworthy. So the free answer that mm-hmm. you can get anywhere you want to go to develop that, you have to have relationships. If you have relationships and the people trust you in those relationships, guess what? 
the vision comes for free because they will follow you anywhere you want to go. And together, when you get there, you create the culture. And going back to your the, to the law, if you really want to go back to the law of the Bible, that's exactly what happened. And when they got lost and they lost trust, mm-hmm. which equated to the loss of faith, they wandered for a little bit. That's right. They spent a little bit of time going in some circles. They saw some sand mm-hmm. and some trees, and, and, and they faced a wilderness for quite a bit of time. But when they regained their trust and they redeveloped their culture— the law became a thing of the past and faith became a thing in the future. And so what you wound up with in that scenario is relationship. And mm-hmm. when they developed that relationship and realized the person that they had developed the relationship with was worthy of the relationship and had lived up to all the promises, guess what? They were able to enter into the promised land. And so I go back to the same thing. Do we want safety in our community? Do we want to have a place where, where our grandma and grandpa's and our aunts and uncles and our moms and our kids and everyone else can sit on their front porch and feel safe. They can walk to their mailbox and back to their house again and not be fearful of becoming a victim of crime. If we want to enter that promised land of our community, mm-hmm. then we have to develop a relationship. And that relationship and each one of those relationships have to be trust. And that's not only amongst ourselves in the community. That's amongst us in different professions to include law enforcement, first responders, public mm-hmm. safety, mm-hmm. but also in people that we disagree with. See, that's the cool thing about this podcast. We, we don't have to have people who, dis, who, who agree or, or disagree with us. We just want people who want to get involved. Because if you want to get involved, your opinion matters. Our opinion matters. We have, we have an email address. They, mm-hmm. can, they can send us an email to echostoplive at gmail.com. That's echostoplive at gmail.com. Send us your email. Send mm-hmm. us your thoughts. We're not just trying to provoke a conversation. We're trying to provoke involvement. Yeah. We want people to get involved. You know, it goes back to what you just said. You know, uh, we don't want people to agree with everything that we say. We want them to challenge our thoughts. hundred um, percent. I will tell you, you know, uh, what's a marriage without disagreement? Okay. <laughs> I would say it would probably be one that's not really growing. Uh, so, so we encourage everyone to, to, to listen, to actually have an opinion about what we're saying and don't be shy about what you think may be offensive, especially if you're doing it in the right vein. The whole goal is to come to a a a, a consensus at best uh, in saying that sometimes we may not agree, but can we try to get along in moving forward uh, those things that we need to move forward? Well, you, you, you've said social several mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And I'm going to say something here. We, we've always agreed that we're never going to hold back, right? No. So I'm going to say something here, and this may, uh, I, I, I dare use the word controversial because I certainly don't want to have something controversial. We're, 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 we're not trying mm-hmm. to be controversial. We're certainly not trying to be that. Um, but when you say social, that word extracts from society. Mm-hmm. And there's two different schools of thought in society. Mm-hmm. There's a school of thought in society that I want to subscribe to mm-hmm. that says I can develop a relationship with somebody. I can have a conversation with somebody. They may disagree with me, but we can have that conversation. And we don't have to hate each other in the conversation. But there's a growing trend of society where people feel like if you don't agree with them that there is hate. And, and we need to steer away from that because you can't hear over the hate noise. And I'm not saying that hate doesn't exist. That is not what I'm saying. Let's be clear. Play mm-hmm. this back slow. I'm saying that if you approach the solution to a problem with hate, you will never get to the true result. We will never get there. So we have to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Procedural justice scares a lot of people when you say it because it, it's almost like they feel like it's... Because it sounds admi- technical. Well, yeah. it sounds technical, but I also think that a lot of people, especially in law enforcement, mm-hmm. is where we come from. Mm-hmm. You hear that term and you feel like somebody's telling you to do something different than what you're doing mm-hmm. or that you've done something wrong. And that is not actually what it says. What we're talking about is if we're doing something right, let's keep doing something. 
But if we're doing something and we're missing a part of the story, we're not hearing somebody's voice, let's stop and pause for a minute, let the noise die down, and let's listen to that voice. We don't have to change what we're doing if what we're doing is right. But we can't make the determination that what we're doing is always right if we don't listen to what other individuals who have been also given a God-given ability to share their opinion, if we don't listen to what they have to say. Don't have to agree. You don't have to walk out of here agreeing. But can we not listen? How do we develop trust if we don't listen? Right. You know, law enforcement is tasked with such an awesome responsibility uh, that a lot of people don't appreciate because oftentimes uh, they don't think things are fair. They don't think it's fair when they get a ticket. Okay. (laughs) They don't think it's fair that you just stopped me, but you didn't stop the guy before me that we're speeding. Okay. Well, you know, if you're going to base it off of that, then I'll never be able to convince you that there is a such thing as just. Okay. Just and fairness are not necessarily bedmates because we've been talking about fairness again and what people deem as fairness. Fairness, again, goes back to what I deem as fair. and It's all relational to your perspective. Yeah. To your situation. Yeah. So when we think about, and and you said earlier about people get kind of skittish with when we use certain terms like procedural, because it does sound technical for those who are unfamiliar with, 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 the judicial system or familiar with law in general. Uh, they, they see it like this book that you open up and you've got a thousand parts you've got to put together. It's technical. I don't, I, 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 I pull from it because it looks overwhelming. So I don't want to make it overwhelming. I want to make it simple, but nothing simple. So, um, we could have this conversation for hours. Um, yeah. I mean, I could probably get up and walk away and you might still be having the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but no, hey man, don't tell everybody I, I love that. having this conversation with you. I do. We talk yeah. about this. And for those watching us, uh, uh, I've known uh, my good friend Curtis for a while and we've had these conversations in car rides and uh, mm-hmm. over food. We break bread. Um, and now we're having them with you, uh, our valued participants in this journey. Um, and talking about journeys mm-hmm. is we got just a couple minutes left. Uh, we're taking a road trip. We're leaving soon. Um, and we're going to be coming to you from uh, a few different places on this road trip. So it's a Where is Waldo mission for you. We want this not just to be a different place that we go. Mm-hmm. We don't want to just change the scenery, but we would like to reflect different ideas and opinions along the way. And so part of our road trip, a good bit of our road trip, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're going to get the final thought here, but a good bit of our road trip is really to sort of conduct an opinion poll of sorts, right? We're going to go out and see what the thought, what the temperament is in the community. But I want to see what is the universal and the non-universal definition of certain values in the community? What are people holding as the most important things in their community when it comes to police community relations? And what can we do to keep our community safe? How can we keep our kids out of gangs? How can we keep our kids from hurting each other? And how do we generationally mm-hmm. change the direction we're going in, in, a, in, a, in a way that is so apparent? People are like, this could have only happened because we had this conversation and we brought our faith into it. But also, what are those values? And I, I gave you the last couple of minutes before we mm-hmm. sign off here. Um, you know, what would be some of the key values? If you had a list, three things, it's an impromptu quiz, three things <laughs> that we should really be looking for. Um, and we've already mentioned a few of them, but what, what are those values we want to see as we hit the road? Uh, common values. Um, common concerns. So trust, safety, all those things, violence. Yeah, all those things. I, you know, I believe this. I believe that we are more alike than we are different in society, regardless of our ethnicity or where we are on the globe. I've been blessed to travel to Africa a couple of times, and I've seen people uh, that I didn't know from Adam, but there was a connection 
of, of a universal connection of, of, of basic needs that we all need. And safety is one of them. It's, so, it's I think at the very top need. of it. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. Yeah. So um, we appreciate you joining us for this journey. Um, it's been a, a fast-paced conversation, but one that uh, we want to continue to have. So it doesn't end here. We would love your opinions. Send us an email at echostoplive at gmail.com. That's echostoplive at gmail.com. Also, if you see something and want to say something, we're asking you to do something. We've got an anonymous tip line. It's 844-251-0644. That's 844-251-0644. And from all of us here at your Echo Stop Live podcast, and that's not just my friend Curtis and I. That's an entire crew and a staff of people who help produce this every day. We're trying to make this place better for everyone. We want you to come along for the ride. We want your input. We want your conversation. Whether you agree or disagree with how we say things, we would love to hear some feedback from you. And we certainly want you to follow us as we take this journey to the road. So the next time you see us, we'll be on the road um, gathering opinions in different places so that we can come back to Mobile and make this the greatest community along the Gulf Coast. Until then, stay safe and have a great weekend. On the road again.